everybody. Welcome back to another episode of One for One. I'm your host, Nolan Schumann, joined as always by my co-host, Miles Fuchs. Miles, how you doing tonight? Hi, Nolan. I'm good. How are you? Well, Miles, I'm sore. I'm low on sleep because I stayed up to watch a hockey game last night. Uh, Oof, Maron. The, the, the Keurig didn't work properly, so my coffee tastes like absolute dog shit. <laughs> Fucking thing, thing, things are looking up. How, I got a, how, belly, how, I got a how belly full you? of white dog shit and you lay this on me. How 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 are you how are you how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I have a story. I I'm, I'm excited for this episode, Nolan. I know I was just trying to match your energy off the get go, um, because I know that like if anyone follows our Twitter, they know that you were um, going through some stuff last night after the Flames game. So yeah, excited to see how this episode turns out. But um, I'm hoping to be the yin to your yang, and I have some some funny little bits planned for tonight. Um, and uh, yeah looking forward to it got a nice water beside me here staying hydrated staying healthy and uh nice. ready to go yeah good. keep your stick on the ice get the gatorade bud yeah keep your stick on the ice buddy always um yeah uh miles did you, uh, you hear you hear about the big uh put the big set but the the big news in the in the in in the sporting world the ball world um maybe we're thinking of two different two different things because I heard some pretty important sporting news today. I thought it was pretty big. Do you want me to go first, make sure we're on the same page? Absolutely. Aston Martin driver, Lance Stroll, got a dog today, a golden retriever. Her name is Kenya and she's very cute. That was uh, really making waves in my, in my world. So I can't imagine what else it could be because that, that, that it's, that is, that is quite a bomb there. Uh, well, Miles, my version of, of, of sporting news uh, comes from Russell here. Yes, the typical boring, yes, Russell, the robot Russell, the one you guys love to know. A real, real exciting, you know, I'm real excited. Um, but anyways, uh, everybody has to have an alter ego, right? And, and I've been thinking about what my alter ego would be. And I, I, I think I have an alter ego. His name, his name's Mr. 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 Unlimited. Yeah, you gotta be unlimited. You know, you gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. So when people ask you, you know, what you're thinking about or what you wanna do in life or where you wanna go, you gotta be unlimited. Tell them I'm unlimited. You know what I mean? So when they ask you certain questions like For, okay, I'm ending that right there because I'd rather Is drink that... Clor- I'd rather drink a like Clorox than watch the rest of that video. Is that actually Russell Wilson? That's actually Russell that? Wilson. Yes, That's I will insane. send you that on Twitter. No, I don't want to see that. I don't. I do not want to see that. Russell That's Wilson, horrible. No joke is like quite possibly the lamest person in the NFL. <sighs> yeah. But, um, total, no, I def- total to like total <laughs> energy. Eh, all right. Um, so <laughs> for the. For those of us who, for those of you who are not sure what we're talking about, we are talking about the blockbuster trade that happened in the National Football League today. Of course, it's not official until uh, the March 16th, which is the league new year. But uh, all the reports are suggesting that Russell Wilson and a fourth round draft pick are headed to the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, in exchange for Drew Locke and something else, right? A first round pick. Uh, there's a, a lot more than that. Uh, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant. Oh, I one. forgot about Noah Fant. Yeah, that's uh, huge. Two first round picks, two second round picks, and I think a third round pick as well. Wow. Um, 
I really like Noah Fant, but man, that is a steal for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> that's a, uh, a ridiculous haul for the like that's dude, that's that's like it's that's, the age old question though. Who like this the Seattle Seahawks team is gonna be like very offensively charged now. Like that's something that they haven't had for a while is like a, a very athletic, talented tight end. So Fant slides in, they got Lockett, they've got DK Metcalf. Um, who's going to throw the ball? <laughs> I certainly hope it's not Drew Locke because he stinks. So for somebody who has the f- first overall pick in the Dynasty Fantasy rookie draft this year, we are watching that closely because that is me. And I am going to have to get our close personal friend of ours, Connor Rogers, uh, on the line <laughs> so that I can figure out who I should be drafting. He'll probably tell you to stay far away from any of those first round quarterbacks because holy <sighs> smokes, are they depressing this year? Um, okay. you know, do you know what else is depressing? Oh, God. Being a Gersh Dern Oilers fan this day and age, boy, howdy, are we treated to a couple of stinkers. Um, Nolan. Was there anything else you wanted to talk about or would I be able to run through the agenda for today's episode with the folks at home? Pull the trigger. Click, click, boom, by Salvia. Here's what we got going on today. Is it saliva? It's saliva. It's not Salvia like the friggin' weed. Like what Miley Cyrus Oh, Sativa, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Sativa. I think, ah, dude, I don't know. This episode is going off the rails. (laughs) Episode, episode, uh... We don't do titles anymore. Episode 22, where we're going to be talking about the games from the past week. Uh, Misko Koskinen's game against the Flyers. We're going to be talking about the game against the Blackhawks. We're going to be talking about the game against the Canadians. And then last night's game against the Calgary Flames, which I know, sorry, Calgary. I don't know how to say it right. I'm from Regina. But uh, yeah, yeah. the game wasn't as bad as I think we're making it out to be. We're still obviously just a pressy spaghetti. It was actually a pretty entertaining game, um, but there's bigger questions and bigger issues that are looming from that game that have us feeling some type of way, uh, which we will discuss in larger overall Oilers discussion, news topic, blah, 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 blah. Then we'll move into some NHL topics uh, where a few things were going on in the NHL. We'll do a little bit of a fun um you know, the game that all sports fans like to play, the let's if the playoffs started today type of game and look at matchups, look at uh, potential teams that are going to be in, potential teams that are going to be out, and a few statistical leaders in the national. And from that point, Nolan, we will then move into a, a new fun segment that we've been workshopping that isn't necessarily hockey related, but I have a feeling that this episode might be a little, a little heavy. So we're going to throw in a little bit of comedic relief. It worked for Shakespeare. It'll work for one for one. And with that out of the way, Nolan, uh, let's start things off on a high note because that game against the Flyers was probably the best that we had all week. So why don't you take it away? I mean, theoretically, it was the best game they had all week. Uh, On the scoreboard, it was the best game they had all week. Uh, But... uh, Honestly, not a very good game for the Oilers, to be completely honest. Uh, now, the Oilers did win 3 nothing, thank goodness, in which I've entitled this game, Miko Koska, none of the Flyers' shots went in. Aha! Aha got him! Uh, because uh, it was so, the injuries up and down the lineup, guess who came in? Miles, guess who got, guess who got called up? Guess who's in this game? Uh, uh, Captain Bakersfield Condors, Brad Malone. That's, that's great to see. That's really encouraging. Um... 
but yeah, pretty bad game for everybody all involved. Uh, shots were 39 to 32 Philadelphia. You don't like to see that, especially a fucking terrible Philadelphia team. Like, next level bad. Uh, power play goal by Leon Dreisaitl luckily broke uh, uh, what's been otherwise uh, the driest of dry spells the last little while. Um, need a little bit of lubrication for that. But guess what? We don't get it. Instead, we get uh, five-on-five goal help from Kyler Yamamoto in the second, an empty net goal by Connor McDavid to close it out for three nothing. Shout out for good boy Koski. Uh, did you have Did you have any thoughts about this game, Miles? Because I, I I have nothing else to say about this. Um, not a whole lot of thoughts on my end, Nolan. I, I liked the meme that the Oilers used uh, after this game. And it's, it's just because it's a funny picture. It's a picture that I quite like. It's Miko Koskinen, who is just a funny looking guy off the ice, right? Um, he's like six, five bald, just super finished looking. Um, crank that height up. He's like six, six, seven. He's like six, seven. He's fuck. He's, he's like Michael Jordan. He's, he's a tall boy. Um, which is very funny because he has like a dash hound, like a, li- like a little puppy with short little legs. And the Oilers did a photo shoot of a bunch of players with their dogs. We posted it on the Instagram. It was very cool. It was very nice. Um, had some good discussion around that. But like, it's just funny, the the difference in height between the animal and, and, the, and the owner. Um, but the Oilers media team, Photoshop like Philadelphia or something like beating Philly or something like that <laughs> above the dog. And it was just really funny. So um, I think that's the last time they'll play the Flyers this year. So even one, one series, take that Ramus Winston. We are, we are both struggling franchises. Uh, by the way, uh, I believe I mentioned in last episode that this was like a have to go four and a week. Like we have to, you know, assert our dominance over the re- over the rest of these teams these these terrible teams that we're going to play this week. Yeah, uh, you, it, know what the, you know what the best part of that was, Nolan? What's that? I agreed with you, and I think we both predicted going four and oh. We we certainly did. We, we know nothing. We 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 certainly did. Uh, because uh, two nights yeah, later. When I'm breathing. Two uh, t- two nights later, uh, playing the uh, stinky old Chicago Blackhawks, uh, Duncan Keith's first game back in uh, in Chicago, and it was uh, Nicholas Jalmerson night as well. So uh, get get to see lots of those uh, problematic 2010 Blackhawks in perfect picture form. So uh, we 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 love to see that. So uh, playing playing an awful awful Chicago team. This is a a, a team that. Where do they currently rank at the moment? Uh, oh, they <laughs> they are twenty twenty nine and eight, and currently uh, in the Western Conference, they are a, a, a bottom three team, which is just yeah. just just excellent, right? Well, speaking of season series statistics, Nolan, I think we all know how this one went, uh, yeah. and they won the season series against the Oilers. They uh, play very well against the Oilers for some flipping reason. Yeah, uh, this this is this is just awesome. This is uh, this is spectacular. This is this is lots of good stuff because uh, uh, two minutes into this game, uh, uh, Sam Lafferty, but I believe fourth liner Sam Lafferty uh, made it one nothing. So that's awesome. Uh, what else? What else we got here? What else? What else happened in this game? Oh, do we want to talk about the uh, Miko Koskinen giveaway? Because you know what? To be completely honest, I'm not too bad at me. I'm ta- I'm not too mad at Miko for that. Shit happens. Um, oh, oh, uh, a big deal. The Oilers scored a, a, a goal with the, with the, with the net empty. Yes. Cra- that was crazy. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. 
very neato. Uh, but the problem with that is that you shouldn't be in a situation where you're down against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, and then, yeah, there's a reason why I named this game Seven Picks Later. Well, why did I name this this uh, this uh, this game Seven Picks Later? Well, in uh, two minutes into overtime, after Leon Dreisaitl takes a, I believe it was a tripling penalty. It was a tripling penalty. Uh, Alex, the cat, Debrin cat, with his 30th goal of the season, makes it 4-3 Chicago in overtime. Cue Chelsea Dagger. Uh, because guess what? He was picked seven picks after Tyler Benson. I like Tyler Benson. I I, I wish him all the best, but uh, it's this is just uh, yeah. It's a stark reminder, and it's a stark reminder. If you've been listening to the show to the show for a while, if you if you remember back to one of our earlier episodes where we interviewed uh, Sean Patrick Ryan, who is no longer doing any sort of scouting work or anything like that, he mentioned adamantly that he was a very big uh, believer of Alex DeBrincat and like was beating that drum that they should have drafted him, should have drafted him, should have drafted him. Um, so yeah, that's just one that uh, has been in the back of my head for a really long time since we talked to him, and every time that we play. The Blackhawks, it's always just like, ah, oh, yeah, there's the Brinkat doing nasty shit and scoring sweet goals and going to the All-Star game and having, like, the worst significant other on Instagram. But it's fine. It's no big deal. Uh, also, we we always forget to mention this. Junior teammate of Connor McDavid. Junior, Junior teammate. teammate, yeah. He played for the Otters, too. Tough. Um, Tough. One, one guy I do want to actually hone in on a little bit is uh i like the game from calvin dehan i actually thought he was really good in this game uh just constantly mixing it up with the oiler forwards constantly always in the right position very good to see i if that's a trade deadline target well who knows we don't even know if we're buying or selling yet anyways <laughs> on to the next game you know what no i want to stop you for one second that's a hockey word a hockey phrase i should say that i really like that does not get enough credit and that's mixing it up mixing it up yeah. I like when I like when they say mixing it up, like in in broadcasting and stuff like that. So thank thank you for introducing that one to the show because I I hope to use mixing it up later on. Because uh, mixing it up with a couple more lot and another loss, the Edmonton Oilers followed that game up with a five two L to the Montreal Canadiens. And guess what? Get uh, the, the 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 best news you can hear currently in this iteration of Oilers hockey at the moment is Mike Smith is in net. Awesome. <laughs> Love to hear that. That's good. That's good stuff. Um, because 10 minutes into the game, Cole Caulfield makes it one, nothing. Of course he does. Uh, and I believe at that point there were like, there was barely any shots on net. So that's awesome. Um, then Evander Kane follows it up. Luckily he scores. And actually Evander Kane had a pretty good week. I think he scored like three, three or four goals or something like that during this week. So, uh, that was great to see. Uh, Brennan Evander Gallagher, Kane, Evander Kane, Evander Kane has been a, a welcome addition to this team so I, far. I know we talked about it uh, beforehand when he got signed, but um, I hate the amount of penalties he takes. Yeah, it's so annoying. But what can you do, right? Uh, should pro- then we should probably mention. Oh yeah, there were. Uh, man, I sh- I should have actually watched the highlights beforehand because. Uh, oh no, I didn't want to because it just made me sad. Uh, the Oilers actually, the Habs actually had two goals called back on the Oilers. The uh, coach's challenge. Uh, Jay Woodcroft and 
the 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 coaching staff notice a bit of a um what what are we what are we going to call it a, a little bit of a, a little bit of tomfoolery on the uh, zone entry and uh yeah those goals got called back and 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 my my favorite part about that is that a Nick Suzuki goal on the power play uh, what was what, what the, at what point would this have been uh this would have been the 3 3-2 goal yeah 3-2 goal got called back on a offside and what happens well <laughs> glad you asked mike smith still allows another goal to nick suzuki to make it 3-2 great stuff um yeah going into the third period oilers on the power play what happens naturally arturi lekkinen scores shorthanded oiler killer sweet and uh yeah with about four with less than four minutes left the oilers pull the uh pull michael smith who should have uh, been pulled uh, probably two weeks ago and when i say pulled i don't mean pulled from the game i mean pulled from the roster and sent down to the ahl and mike hoffman scores the empty netter your girlfriend is a bully to make it five to habs i'm I sound insane right now. Well, guess what, people? It's about to get worse. Miles, do you have any any thoughts on this game? Can I tell my key story? Uh, definitely. Okay, I feel like this is a good point. I feel I I feel like from listening to this, people are starting to be like, "Oh my god, there needs to be an inflection change." So, <laughs> I'm happy to give that little break uh, because um, if yeah, I've I I like to think that for the most part, I have my my shit together as a person right 26 got a house got a decent vehicle go to work go to the gym just try to be a productive member of society right um but i'd say once a quarter about once every four months i'm due for some absolute tomfoolery and i'm happy to say that i uh reverted to my old self um at this at this exact point at this exact game so i made the i i i was I was taken to a night in Greece, Nolan, which is a fundraising event in Regina that uh, I didn't know this, but it's pretty like hoity-toity. It's pretty pretty fancy. Um, and I wore a white turtleneck, black blazer, looking good. Look good, feel good, play good kind of thing, right? So as the day gets going, I decided that I was going to do a little bit of a home renovation. Shout out to my friend Adrian. He's helping me redo my closet in the front uh, entrance of my house. It's going to look really nice. Can't wait super, to see that. Super Instagram worthy when it's all said and done. Nice and cute gonna have some gonna have some nice picks coming your way anywho so we spend better part of the afternoon working on that and just you know the way that the day went i i didn't eat anything i had some overnight oats and peaches at about two o'clock and that was it for the day tough because i followed that up with like a lot of booze a million rise <laughs> rums whiskey oh uzo what a table wine table wine that tasted like straight vinegar horrible so i got pretty banged up right um greek night was really fun broke some plates danced talked stupid laughed a little louder than i should have all that good stuff um went to victoria's tavern after no free ads and had a beer as well definitely didn't need the beer and the beer definitely took me over the edge so this is where the story gets good this is the story gets fun uber drops me off at home I walk up to the door, stumble up to the door in the dark. It's cold. It's like minus 25. Tap my key. Tap my tap my legs to find my keys. Not in the right pocket. Tap the left. Not in the left pocket. Tap the right again. F- 
fuck they're not there take the left empty it not in there empty the right oh my god check the jacket pockets even though i know there's nothing in there not in my like outer jacket pockets right i'm like oh my god i lost my keys somewhere i left them somewhere this is horrible this is so bad well being a smart responsible adult i have a spare set of keys at a friend's house so i call my friend who will remain nameless um it's like two two thirty in the morning. Wake him up. I'm like, hey buddy, I need my keys. You got my keys? Oh no, man, I don't. Uh, I've been drinking. I can't get them to you. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm ruined. So I go full panic mode because it's cold. It's late at this point. My fingers are getting numb. I'm still like in dress clothes, so I'm not like really, really dressed for the winter. I'm definitely taking advantage of of uh thinking that it's warmer than it is so i'm start going through the phone book right of just like calling people trying to get things figured out i'm making it sound worse than it was because i think the second person i called answered so shout out to our good friend kate budzak she's a beauty legend picks up her phone says yeah i'm home you can come like crash in my spare room it's all good so take an uber there Oh, I forgot to mention, I got matzo sticks at Vic's Tavern because the matzo sticks there are unbelievable. Elite. They like coat them in Hawkins cheesies. So, so for anybody who's just a Canadian snack fan, you know that Hawkins cheesies are delicious. Anyway, get to her house. I'm hammered, talking stupid. Um, don't uh, the, the matzo sticks are rock hard at this point, so there's no point. Throw them in the fridge. Um, just zonk out, go to bed. Also had a 26 out out 26 minute outgoing phone call with West Coast Mal that I could not remember a word of. So good for her for putting up with my antics again. Um, but just letting her know that I was safe, letting her know that I was alive because I told her it locked out of house and then didn't say anything for like an hour. So I can only imagine what was going on <laughs> there. But anyway, uh, go to bed, wake up in the morning, come to, eyes open up. And the second that I opened my eyes, I said, fuck, they're in the, they're in the inner jacket of my suit pocket. I knew exactly where my keys were. <laughs> reached, over, reached, reached over for the blazer and they're right in the inner pocket because I put them somewhere where I wasn't going to lose them. So that was my uh, locked out, not locked out of the house story that happened the night that the Oilers lost to the jackets or to the to the hab sorry um so Mike you Smith, lost to the jackets yeah <laughs> but uh, i still got it you still got it so mike smith you're not the only loser <laughs> i am too um we uh so uh M- miles and i were actually uh uh facetiming with friend of the show uh uh lawyer jay and uh it was his birthday so happy birthday jay and Miles looked like complete hell. <laughs> like, as in, like, uh, like Samara from The Ring, or, uh, oh. or like, um, what the, uh, uh, Reagan from The Exorcist. I expected Jeez, Miles man, to be like floating you, down the stairs. Bad, eh? You were, you were, you were in pretty rough shape, my man. <laughs> I'm going to start saying my man more Thanks, often. Man my man my man um i was uh, mi- i was mixing it up the night before all what do you want me to say mixing it up uh, well miles let's let's get this last fucking nightmare over with shall we does that sound we good to shall. you okay we shall cuz 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 last night uh the 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 calgary flames came to town 
or sorry, the Oilers came to Calgary. Jesus Christ. Battle of Alberta in Calgary. Calgary in Edmonton, while Calgary is in Edmonton, while Edmonton in Calgary. Edmonton, Calgary, followed by Calgary, Edmonton. You know that? Yeah, that Jane Dan bit. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, R.I.P. Jane Dan. It is funny. I like that bit. And I'm glad glad that you referenced it, Nolan. That's one of the things that I appreciate about you. Because we because we need a little lightheartedness today on on this on this on this on the show tonight, uh, yes. so a uh, couple of little lineup decisions. Um, uh, Evan Bouchard uh, out for this game with a non-COVID related illness, which I assume is uh, Jay Woodcroft said it sounds like a stu- apparently there's like a stomach virus going through the team. That's awesome, uh, and uh, also out with a non-COVID related illness uh, was Mike Smith. And I think that non-COVID-related illness is actually just you suck, so uh, you're not <laughs> a playing case of the yips. Case of the yeah. yips. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a case of the shits because you are shitting the bed in net. Okay, uh, gonna try and keep my composure because this game, honestly, like this game was pretty good for the Oilers. I I will admit uh, they went back like they went back and forth with Calgary. Really entertaining game, and. Calgary's like has been arguably the best team in the league for the last little while. So it's 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 encouraging to see them go back and forth with the Flames. Um Philip Broberg had a pretty good game. Or actually I would say it was probably the 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 best of his young career so far. Uh he played about 22 minutes worth of ice time and I thought he looked pretty good especially when he was up on the power play. Um and like I said, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so the, uh, a, a good portion of the third period, the Oilers were down two nothing, and uh, we were just we were asking for a little bit of hope, a little a little bit of a something something, and that razzmatazz, and that and that gift came on the stick of fucking Devon Shore. God damn it! When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it shores. There you go. That's 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 it. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and that was assisted by a referee, by the way, because uh, I glanced off the ref. Uh, but anyways, about uh, three minutes left in the game, and uh, you're thinking, hey, we're going to pull the goaltender. Yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's going to be all right. Uh, we're going to pull Miko, and, and, and it's going to be great. Uh, uh, no, Johnny Gaudreau springs on a breakaway and scores to make it 3-1 Flames. Um, yeah. That third, that third period was the first and second period was like fine, good, no, no complaints, nothing to write home about either. But that third period, man, was back and freaking forth the entire time. That was a very, very entertaining third period of hockey. And I know that the Oilers didn't look terrific in it, and the Flames had a number of chances, um, number of like odd man breaks, number of breakaways in that third period. It was only a matter of time before they were finally going to pot one. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Koskin made quite a few saves that uh, he shouldn't have had to make, but like very promising that he did. Um, but you know what, man? And I hate to sound like too much of a homer here because we are kind of depressy spaghetti as we naturally move into overall Oilers discussion. But there were a few passes that were just out of the reach of Oilers stick, like sticks or um times where like they just narrowly lost a foot race or the puck got you know hit a bump in the ice or something like that there was because of how back and forth and how fast paced that third period was there was a few opportunities where i I really thought the oilers were going to capitalize and and had one of those bounces gone their way they they might have pulled this one out but again that's just puck 
Cluck, that's hockey. Uh, but they certainly didn't deserve to win that game. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad you brought up overall Oilers thoughts, Miles, because you're really, really, really teeing me up here. You're, you're putting, you're putting her on a, putting her right down the middle, right down the middle for me to smack this one out of the park. Okay. So, uh, in, in, indulge me for a little minute, if, if you will. My issue does not come in the fact that they lost 3-1 to the Calgary Flames. It's, it's really not, because you know what? They played pretty well. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Calgary outplayed them. It's fine. Not a big deal. I'm not upset Miko Koskinen let in three goals. Not a big deal, because you know why? Miko Koskinen made the tough saves when necessary, and he gave the Oilers a chance. And he gave an Oiler, he gave the Oilers a chance through, through, through all of the games he played in this week. Because I'm not asking for Vesna goaltender. I'm just asking for serviceable. Just, just a, just somewhat of a fucking pulse at this point. Just give me something. And once again, issue doesn't come from the fact that the Oilers lost to the Flames last night. It, it really doesn't. You win some, you lose some. That's fine. The point is the reason why I'm pissed off right now is because. This team is in year seven of Connor McDavid, and we are grasping at straws for a win over the fucking Calgary Flames. Because we can't close off against Montreal. We can't close off against Chicago. Uh, you outplay Tampa Bay, and you get garbage goaltending. Why? Oh, I don't know. Because they, the, this friggin' management staff keeps on putting faith in Mike Smith. When time and time again this season, there's been nothing, nothing to show for Mike Smith. He's He's done. He's completely finished. I'm sorry to Mike Smith. I know this sounds harsh, but there comes a point when you have to be able to start and close a game for this team instead of this team always having to bail you out. And then when they can't bail you out, there's 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 no, nothing to go back on. So we're in this never-ending uh, a, a, a circle of... Of, of something not working out for this team because it's either they don't get the goaltending performance, the stars aren't there, or it's these guys are on the, uh, you know, seventh night of uh, playing or they they played th- th- three games in seven nights or whatever and they're, and they're exhausted. Great. Don't care. I do not care at this point. You are two points out of a wild card position with two of the best players in the NHL and we're still having this discussion. We're still having a discussion on whether or not this team can make the playoffs. And everybody is doing things better than this team. Ken Holland should be completely and utterly ashamed of himself. I'm sick and tired of hearing, this team doesn't need Jacob Chikrin. This team, oh, oh, and let me go back to our guy, Tyler Toffoli, who scored two goals last night for the Flames. Because the point, the thing that makes me upset about that is that that is a great team, one of the best in the NHL, saying, hey, there's a good player available on the market. We can get better. There is no excuse for anything. I'm sick of roles. I'm sick of putting players into a box and saying, this guy's a top four defenseman. This guy's a bottom pairing defenseman. This guy's defensive. This guy's offensive. This guy does this. This guy does that. Play good players. It's, it's the name of the game. Why why do we still have uh, 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 guys like Cooper Marodi or Raphael Lavoie who are just killing it in the AHL right now? Why do we have guys like Dylan Holloway down there while we're playing guys like Brad Malone, while we're playing Colton Seviers, while we're playing Devin Shores? Offensive black holes. 
what oh, like what what are we do, what are we doing here and, and it, it is frustrating because it's like you we've lived through this for so long as oilers fans you're just fucking numb to it because it's all that we've ever known but like it goes back to discussions that we've had time and time again where ownership just refuses to recognize analytics and actually look at what is supposed to make a team better. Just like you were previously saying about like playing good players and finding guys that fit a system or can play up in a system, not play up in a system, but like can outproduce, you know, what, what they're doing just based on more ice time and given the opportunity, they're going to do more with it. Like a good example of that is that bunting uh, the rookie Mike bunting that plays on the Leafs, right? Like Kyle Dubas, all the power to him found a guy that was buried in the AHL for 300 games or 200 games or whatever it was, was scoring a bunch of points, played 20 games for the Coyotes and was 10th on the team in scoring and saw that he was an upcoming FA, wasn't being used to his potential and signed him and now has him uh, playing up, playing with skilled players and the guys got 20 goals, right? Like you see that in Florida consistently where uh, Zito's finding guys that are undervalued. Exactly. That yep. outproduce and play unbelievably. It happens in Tampa. And what do all of these teams I'm saying have in common? Maybe minus the Leafs. They're all, it happens in fucking Colorado with Devon Taves getting traded for and being a staple stud outperforming like legendary second pairing defenseman. All these teams have in common that they're anal- analytically driven and that they are good. And the Oilers do not have that. And they spent this off season like we were worried about, uh, we were optimistic, but we were worried that they were putting their faith in the wrong guys. And it's unfortunately shown to be the case, right? Our free agent acquisitions haven't lived up to what they needed to be. Uh, that bear Fogel trade, as much as we like Fogel, as, as well as Fogel has been playing, like that's another one where if you were looking at the statistics on bear, you were seeing that he was a lot better than what he was being played in a role. And I just wish, I wish, I wish they would have kept him so that we could have seen what he would have done with Woodcroft. Cause I think Woodcroft and Manson would have gotten so much more out of him. Um, I, I, it's, it's another, another thing that has just blown my mind is this, uh, we need to wait until Mike Smith is up to speed, and I know it sounds like I'm picking on Mike Smith tonight, and 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 I and I don't mean to. For for all I know, Mike Smith could be a very nice individual, but uh, from everything else I've read, in, including things from Flames fans, apparently he's just a dick in the locker room. Who knows? I don't want to speculate. I don't. I I don't really know. Um, but if I have to hear one more time about Mike Smith getting up to speed or Mike Smith had all this time off with injury, this is a fucking professional hockey team. It's not a charity. Like, all you're doing is you're just selling yourself out to, to what, uh, uh, get friggin' good boy points with Mike Smith? Like, it, 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 like, is that what it is? And, and, and the amount of media that is so scared to criticize Mike Smith. The, the fact is, these are the facts. He has the worst save percentage on the team. He is, by all numbers, one of the worst goaltenders in the NHL. He might even be the worst at the moment as we speak right now on Tuesday, March 8th. And yeah, you could start Mike Smith in two days and he could come in and he could get a shutout every game for the rest of the year. Guess what? He should not be starting in the NHL at the moment. And guess what? He's coming back again next year because you know why? Ken Holland decided to give him two years because the guy is a dinosaur. We are so behind. And I, I know I've had this rant with you. 
We are so behind on every little thing, whether or not it's analytics, whether or not it's a coaching change, whether or not it's a player trade. Like, it can, it, it, there's always an excuse. There's always an excuse for Ken Holland. There's always an excuse for Bob Nicholson. There's always an excuse for the coaching staff. And I'll say, I love what Jay Woodcroft has done. I think Jay Woodcroft has been fantastic, and I put none of this on him. The, 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 the blame lies at the feet of Ken Holland, Bob Nicholson, Daryl Cates. It's, that's, that's it. And if I hear one more thing about, oh, this team misses Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the power play, or all these injuries, guess what? I don't give a shit. I, 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 whined, I whined about this when it came to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I did not give them the benefit of the doubt. And I said, you know what? John Tavares goes down. That's why you pay Austin Matthews $11.5 million. And guess what? He didn't deliver. I criticized him. I'm criticizing this team despite the injuries because this team is not deep enough. Or, and, and if not, they're, they're certainly not creative enough. Now, can we get to, can we get to the... Uh, um, the point here that you made, because I, I'm, I'm assuming you probably, uh, assuming you probably got that from the, uh, uh, from the Bob Stoffer tweet, right? The, the, the walking yes. deadline here. Yes. Okay. L- lovely. I'm very excited to talk about this because Bob Stoffer had a tweet saying that, the the Oilers could have a bunch of reinforcements for the next battle of Alberta on March 26th. Awesome. Uh, Evan Bouchard, who is obviously out. Jesse Pugliarvi, who uh, has been out with injury. Oh, and by the way, Mark Spector said that uh, the Oilers won't miss Jesse Pugliarvi too much. Fucking great take, Mark. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins out. Uh, he he could be back. Who knows? Tyson Berry could be back. Is that necessarily an addition? Oh, yeah. Zach Cassian, Chris Russell, and Josh Archibald. I would love to talk about Josh Archibald right now. But you know what? I'm going to touch on Zach Cassian first. What the hell is Zach Cassian going to do to this lineup? Seriously, what's what's he going to do? Is he is he going to give a couple of is he going to give a couple mean glares? Is he finally going to be worth 3.2 million dollars? Oh, I didn't have the fans last year. Guess what? You got the fans now. And guess what? You still are not very good. Um, but I, I, I'd love to touch upon this and and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm almost done here and I, and I, I promise I'll be, I'll be finished. I just, I just, I just haven't had a very good day, Miles. I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you can't, I don't know if you can tell. Uh, Josh Archibald is apparently back after, uh, after recovering from myocarditis. Obviously we, I don't, I don't wish anything horrible, horrible like that on anybody. That's, that, that's terrible. Um, Josh Archibald famously did not get vaccinated. That's fine. That's your own personal decision. I don't give a shit. The point is, Miles, what happened the last time we saw Josh Archibald playing in a, playing in an NHL game? What happened? Did he get a suspy? He certainly did. Thank you very much. I appreciate that because he took a stupid fucking penalty in game three. Stupid penalty that led to the Oilers losing game three. So... And 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 Josh Archibald, by the way, making one point five million dollars. And I, I I know that this is probably ironic because I'm assuming in the in our in our first season of doing this, I probably wax poetically about Josh Archibald a couple times. Uh because when you don't have a lot of talent on the team, uh, which seems to be a common feeling for Oiler fans, uh you you, you kind of gravitate towards the guys that are jumping on their chances because they're given fifteen minutes of ice time when they're fourth liners. Um, but the, the, the reason I want to get to Josh Archibald 
is uh, this team is apparently trying to make room for Josh Archibald, and I'm utterly confused uh, as per why we are taking away a roster spot from somebody else and just, uh, once again, putting a player into that box of a fourth liner. This is our fourth liner penalty killer. This is the guy that can that can skate and can hit. We don't need that. We need to score goals. And guess what? Surprise, surprise, the analytics are not too nice to Josh Archibald. Josh Archibald is not a very good player. And he makes $1.5 million this year. And just to add the little cherry on the shit Sunday, comes back, has his first press conference. They ask him about how he's feeling, about, about you know, uh, how how is the how's the recovery been? Says all all I want to do is talk hockey questions. Well, first and foremost, Josh, I hate to break it to you, you haven't played it all this season, and since you're unvaccinated, you uh, can't play in U.S. games, so you can only play in home games. So what's the point of actually dressing this guy for a home game? This is the the dumbest thing. It's not like this guy is on the level of Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. Like no. We're, we're not bending over backwards for a $1.5 million fourth liner. And then follows that up with some other bullshit like, um, you know, uh, I, I didn't judge any of these guys for getting the shot. Dude, fuck off. Like, seriously, if, if, you, if, you, if you didn't want to talk about it, just say, listen, guys, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. That's it. But don't, don't come out here and then, be, and then do, uh, play this whole... Uh, play this whole uh, uh, uh being shocked that you're at, that, that 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 you're being asked about not being vaccinated despite being one of only two players in the league and guess what buddy you're nowhere near close to Tyler Bertuzzi okay i know that i didn't really have much of a a, a bow on that on that rap um and i know i've kind of gone off so i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm starting to calm down a bit miles do you, do, do, do you have any thoughts Yes, I do. Um, okay, so <laughs> okay, I disagree with you a little bit on some stuffs, uh, but for the most part, I agree with you overall. Like the can I can I lighten the mood for a second? Yep. I don't want to hear about injuries. I don't want to hear about guys being hurt because it doesn't fucking matter. It absolutely does matter that some of the big three here, the names that we skipped over right away, Bush, Puliarvi, and Nuge being out, massive like to this team's ability to compete big time that they're out. Um, I do agree with the overall sentiment that you're making though, that this team needs to be uh, deeper needs to be better. It needs to win games when good players are out. That shouldn't be a concern, but that's definitely an injury bug. Those are two of your top six forwards um, and your best defensemen that are missing time, right? Against so- the, against the Habs though. And like the Blackhawks and the Flyers two two of the uh, three of the worst teams in the NHL and the flames like but the, reg- but the, regardless, the, regardless I'm, I'm fine with the flames loss I'm seriously fine with the flames no, loss okay, it's just but the, like, don't, it's just but the... don't pigeonhole it that you know these guys being out you gotta fucking find a way to win anyway yeah you do especially against those shitty teams but those are three guys that like are definitely missed in the lineup so yeah you gotta find ways to win without them but don't act like that's a not a not a major loss to the team right those are three players that we need to have because they ex- exponentially raise your chance to win games 
Um, okay, going back to the Cassian, Russell, Archibald, Barry thing, I'm sad like for them being out. Uh, I don't like like I don't want them back necessarily. Uh, and I think that a lot of Oilers fans would agree with that because I would rather again, same old song and dance, would rather see some younger guys get an opportunity there, like a Lavoie, like a like a Nima Line, and we're gonna blow the roof off this one. Uh, got loaned back down to the Condors today. Um, but like you, I would, I would want to see some of those younger players like Marodi and fucking Tyler Benson actually get a shot, uh, instead of the black hole players like Cassian and Russell and Josh Archibald, uh, getting minutes and just like fucking up any sort of semblance of chemistry that this forward group is going to have. So you don't want to say destitute. You don't want to say, um, beaten down. You don't want to say nervous, but like, God, they've had to win most of their games in the past little bit if they're going to have any chance at making the playoffs. And it's only getting heightened as they lose games. And I am not feeling very confident about the direction of them for the rest of the season unless Tippett, or not Tippett, fuck, Ghosts of Oilers past, unless Holland like gets on the phone and makes a blockbuster. It, it's, it doesn't even have to be a blockbuster. It just has to be do something. Quit sitting on your ass. Quit sitting on your ass and making excuses time in and time out. The the Vegas Golden Knights are like twenty five thousand million dollars over the cap, and are still t- and the the rumor is is that they're going to be aggressive at the deadline. But yet, our, our what our our Hall of Fame general manager saying money in, money out, get bent. Like honestly, get like if you if you're if you're that stubborn about this, still, then just retire. Is he still beating the money in, money out drum? So, I have a complicated relationship when it comes to like when it comes to quotes from from these fucking guys because yes, he has made the quote, uh, but at the same time, I also try to take a lot of that shit with with a grain of salt because clearly, you're not going to have an interview with a reporter and then say, um, and then say. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I th- like the like these are my pr- plans, and like and and actually stick to it, uh, because there there like there were deals that apparently he's kind of pursued a little bit, um, that have obviously like n- not went through, but um, well, uh, prime example, uh, today it was uh it was reported that apparently Semyon Varlamov said that he would not waive his no trade clause to come to Edmonton, so. That means he inquired, right? Uh, that means he inquired, which is good. Uh, at least he inquired about something. And the 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 funny part about this, though, Miles, is like I'm not I'm not even at the point where I think we need to trade for a goaltender. I'm really not. I just think you need to stop playing Mike Smith because <laughs> Miko Koskinen is keeping you in games, and Stuart Skinner literally has the best save percentage on the team and he was playing in the minors now was play- no it wasn't just playing in the minors was lights out in the yeah. minors he's and done w- he's, be, H- he's cooked be, in the ahl he's done would be ahl goaltender of the year had he put been playing like workhorse minutes in the ahl maybe not workhorse but like had he been spending the majority of his time in the ahl actually playing games would be ahl goaltender of the year the guy's been a freak the guy's been an absolute animal um, and has been spending more time on the bench for the Oilers than he should have because that tandem of Koskinen and, and Stuart Skinner this year could have been and has been actually pretty good. Yeah, uh, 
and and so like you just you have to you have to be able to move on from Mike Smith. Like something has to be done at this point because there's no way you can honestly bring this guy back. Um, the one thing that's really frustrated me with this team as well, and I don't know if you mentioned it or not, um, but like. And we've talked about it a lot throughout the year and I flip flopped on it and I've made jokes about it and this, that, and the other thing, but like, holy shoot, Darnell nurse has not looked worth a, a cent of what he's been getting paid in my, like he, recently, man, he has not been playing very well. Not recently. I, I think that, I think overall the season I've, I've actually kind of enjoyed him. I think he, he, he has, he has made strides. Um, but yeah, the, the what's he the making? Last, nine and a half million dollars. He'll be nine point two five next year. Nine point two five next year. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. The, the so when it comes to like well, like when it comes to production, um, well, like I said, I I think in the last probably four or five games he's been like terrible, and especially last night he was really bad. Um, he was obviously at, at fault for the uh, for the Johnny Gaudreau goal. Um, but I, like overall, I, I've, I've actually quite enjoyed him. And I think that he's actually made the, the, the leap to actual number one defenseman, which I've been very happy to see, um, worth $9.25 million. Uh, that <laughs> remains to be seen unless he can somehow have this beautiful last 20 game breakout on the power play or something. Who knows? Um, because if he can become like a, if, I mean, if, if he becomes like a every year 50, 50, 60 point defenseman, then yeah, he's worth $9.25 million. But I, I agree with you. Like that's a lot of money to be shilling out to, to a guy that has, especially the last little while has not been very good at all. Um, I, I just like, if it's, it's the Matthews argument though, right? Like the F, John Tavares yep. goes down. That's why you got to show up. You got to pay. You yep. got to pay like you're worth nine point two five million dollars for that contract to look good. And when you're staring down the playoff, the barrel of a playoff race, and you're two points out, and you start looking around, he's got to stand up, and he's got to play better than he is, and you know, be a reason why this team wins games. That's all I'm saying. Um. FYI, I just got the, I just got the, I, I know that this is off topic. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes have scored nine goals tonight. Holy shit. They are beating the Red Wings nine to two. And you know what? Did you hear what Phil Kessel did tonight? Yeah, I did. That was sick. Played one shift, dapped the boys, left the game so that he could keep his Ironman streak going, and then flew back to Arizona so that he could be there for the birth of his first child. That is, is awesome. rock star. Yeah. That's rock star. Um, also, too, we should probably mention uh, Arizona Coyotes forward Nick Schmaltz had seven points the other night, which uh, is the highest since uh, our boy Sammy G. So, question, Nolan. Yeah. Are the Coyotes now buyers at the deadline? <laughs> because they're rolling. Um, I mean, they would probably literally need to win every game for the rest of the season, but... <laughs> And then I, I I appreciate the enthusiasm, um. But uh, what's uh what what I was gonna say though is actually uh, Nick Schmaltz uh, following that up with a four point night tonight. Whew. So uh, good that's for Nick people, Schmaltz, man. I mean, that's, that's what people are calling a heater. That's a heater. Yeah, I mean, he still only has like he doesn't even have like forty points, which is kind of funny. But um, yeah. So where the hell were we with this whole thing? Um. 
yeah, things are just uh, the good news about the Marcus Niemelainen being sent down is it actually means. And to be completely honest, I think I'm kind of okay with the trial run of Marcus Niemelainen right now. I think he is kind of showing. Uh, there have been a few plays lately that he's a little bit more seasoning in the AHL could probably benefit this guy. Um, and I, I do like the idea of giving Philip Broberg a little bit more runway um, just to try and see what he can do. Um, at this point, you're down so many defensemen that you, you you might as well just say, fuck it and see what happens. Um, but like I said, though, the good news with sending down Marcus Niemelainen is that clearly means that they're going to keep up Stuart Skinner for a while. So you got to keep up Skinner, but like, I'm sorry. Arizona, Buffalo, Seattle have all indicated that they're willing to take on contracts for assets. You have got to figure something out. You've got to figure something out. There is no way that no GM in this league will not take on like a Tyson Berry or a Zach Cassian. There are 32 GMs in this league. There is absolutely a GM dumb enough to take on one of those two guys. <laughs> and no offense to either of those guys, but like there you know 110% there's a GM out there that's like uh that's like uh Zach Cassian. Oh yeah, that's a proven playoff performer. Dude, and you know what? Any like if the asset in return, if the asset coming along with it is good enough, they'll make it work. They don't care. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, I, I mean, if you've got a... Honestly, at this point, Miles, I'm all... Because they've been scouting Winnipeg a lot, apparently. Um, and a lot of people have been tying the Oilers to Dylan DeMello, which I'd be very into. Uh, if there's a... if there And, like... Kevin Cheveldayoff makes some boneheaded decisions. That's a guy that you that you could maybe maybe do something with. I don't know Tyson Berry and like something else to the Jets for Dylan. De- like I mean Tyson. I, I, honestly, like if you send Tyson Berry some other shit and like a first round pick, I know that a first round pick is a lot, but you're getting off of that money, and then you're getting a guy back in Dylan Demel that's genuinely really good. And fits the scheme better, and and yeah, and would and and I know that that's that's kind of that's kind of uh, that's kind of us being hypocrites because we're saying that we 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 don't want guys fitting into a scheme or anything. But I know what you mean, though. Like, so, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a guy. Scheme. It's a guy that it's a guy that you it's a guy that you need. Like, you need a guy for like a defensive role. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's not so much the scheme, but it's like the usage like, i guess usage ability of the player in the system that like will benefit the team overall he is a a player that can pair complementary with other guys on the roster type of thing so my final prediction of and i know that this is kind of definitely off topic but i i think this is actually kind of fun because we actually didn't really plan for this uh plan for this discussion a whole lot um I think deep down in my hearts of hearts, this team will make the playoffs. And I believe that not a Winnipeg move is going to be made, but a Philly move. And I think Justin Braun will be an oiler. Um, and I think it will be like Tyson Berry there because the thing with Philly is they have mentioned that they want they want guys that can play back. 
And Tyson Berry, say what you want about him. You throw him on a first unit power play and you pair him up with like a guy that's pretty good defensively. I'm certain that you can make that work. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. This, you know what? That does pair nicely with the next uh, discussion. But before we get into the playoff picture, Nolan, the Washington Capitals have finally issued a statement on the invasion of Ukraine. And the reason I bring this up is because, as everybody knows, excuse me, the Capitals have a high amount of Russian players on their team. They're very, uh, I don't want to say like pro-Russia, but like they, they've been very quiet. They've been, they've been uh, concerningly quiet on everything here. And even went as far as banning Ukrainian flags in the Verizon Center. Tough so. Work. We have been eagerly awaiting a statement from the Washington Capitals, and it was finally released today. Before we get into any more discussion on that, uh, first and foremost, uh, took you long enough, but here it is. Statement from the Washington Capitals. Monumental Sports and Entertainment and the Washington Capitals joined the National Hockey League in condemning the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the loss of innocent life. We urge and hope for a peaceful resolution as quickly as possible. The Capitals also stand in full support of our Russian players and their families overseas. We realize they are being put in a difficult situation and stand by to offer our assistance to them and their families, end quote. So from a, from a public relations perspective, I quite like what was said here. I think that they did a good job of outlining what they needed to and saying what was fair to the guys in the room and to like the, you know, overall international community that being said it should have been sent out like two weeks ago and the fact that it wasn't makes whatever they say a wash in my opinion no it it absolutely does like they got they got negative kickback oh sorry you know when you're talking and then your nose just kind of fills up and you're like oh (laughs) i'm i I can't really talk properly that's what happened to me that's Um, hot I know it's very attractive. Uh, the yeah, it, it they got like they they got negative kickback. They got negative kickback, and when that happens, uh, that that is what what do we call negative PR or uh, negative press? And yeah, then you have to issue a statement to kind of cover your ass. Um, now, with that being said. People need to understand, like certain people need to understand that, like, because I I don't I hate the whole like. Um, I, because I'm I'm not talking about players specifically. I'm just talking about like teams in general. Because you know for sure there's some like there's some some dude that's like looking at what the capital said and be like, keep politics out of sports. It's like my guy. Um, we're we're dealing with a a a war going on right now and a a, a pretty uh, a, a significant conflict going on overseas. So maybe sit this one out, pal. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least they said something. At least they took somewhat of a stand. But yeah, it's kind of a mute point. Yeah, more so just uh, letting the new, like just just saying the news and letting the folks at home draw their own conclusion about that one. Because I think that like ninety nine point nine percent of the world is on the same. Well, maybe not statistically speaking. Russia is a pretty big country, but I feel like a lot of people, uh, rational individuals, yeah. are on the same side of this argument. Yeah, for sure. Nolan. Yes. Would you like to play a game? Uh, 
I just saw the Batman and the Riddler as like a serial killer that 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 gives Batman like riddles to to fall and it's like it's gonna kill his next victim. So I'm a little leery on being on being asked if I want to play a game. Nolan, do you want to talk about NHL hockey stuff with your friend Miles? <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm sorry, Miles. Yes, yes, I do. I had a calzone pizza pizza the other day. Why do you give this voice to me? I didn't. I did nothing wrong to you, and you just consistently throw me under the bus with this god awful interpretation. Like fuck Imita- you, <laughs> imitation. I, well, I, I no, it's not imitation. It's interpretation. <laughs> do you want to google that uh no because imitation would mean that you're imitating me that you are and that's doing what i'm fucking doing accurate, no the you. reason why i'm saying this is imitation would be as if you were realistically imitating me interpretation i'm saying that you are interpreting or in fuck i can't even say the word right now yes anyways your interpretation is of me as this whiny bitch <laughs> My imitation. And I know after fucking. I know after tonight, this this is this is the the comment. This will be the 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 common interpretation, not imitation. Go on. Okay. <laughs> um, in the Metropolitan Division, if the playoffs started today, the teams representing the Metro would be the Carolina Hurricanes, the New York Rangers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. If the playoffs started today from the Atlantic division, the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Toronto Maple Leafs would be the three teams representing that division. The two teams that would be joining the playoffs in the wildcard spots would be the Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals. Um, It's almost not even worth saying at this point, but the next team up, up, the next team in the Eastern Conference playoff picture is the Columbus Blue Jackets, who, as mentioned, are the next closest team, and they're like 10 points back of Washington. So realistically, the playoff picture in the East at the moment is fairly set with the Canes, Rangers, Penguins, Panthers, Lightning, Leafs, Bruins, and Capitals. Um, My initial thoughts on that Eastern Conference is, wow, that's dirty. There's a lot. Whoever comes out of that Eastern Conference is going to be battle-tested and bruised, but they are going to be very well-deserving and very, very good. Uh, Toronto's been on a little bit of a slide. So as this works out, I will talk about that a little bit later, but that Boston, Toronto, whoever, you know, gets that third spot in the Atlantic, um, could flip flop, but it's all about seeding at that point. And I think that some teams can get pretty, uh, strategic when it comes to where they want to end up and who they want in the first round type of thing. But my, my first initial reaction is that that Eastern conference is crazy. What do you think? Yeah, I I mean there is it's it's one of those things where I've I I'm like I have like a sicko brain and I would love to see a team like Washington where they started off so hot just like fall out of the playoffs but I mean everything has fallen into place perfectly in that conference so yeah man like I I completely agree with you I mean I I would love to get a Toronto Boston series oh my god. Yeah, I think that that would be pretty incredible to get a Bruins Leafs or uh, or or even if we could get like a um, what else would be a what else would be an option like Toronto and 
like the Penguins or something, you have like a battle-tested Sidney Crosby. Or no, I guess it would be it would be within division. So maybe it would be Tampa Toronto actually. Yeah, Tampa Toronto would be a good series, like a battle-tested like veteran back-to-back cup-winning team against this like young young can't get over the hump team. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I just hope that we don't get like a Tampa Carolina first round or something like that. Uh, or not Tampa, Carolina, but like Florida, Tampa first round, like a battle of Florida first round again. Last year, it was really like, it was good, but I want to see that with a little bit more on the line. I don't want to watch that in the first round. I'd like I'd like to see those teams um, kind of make their own runs, get their own identities a little bit too. Because I think that like as exciting as the Capitals-Penguins matchups were when it was Crosby-Ovechkin kind of young battling it out in the first round, you just, you get robbed of watching some good teams play some more hockey in the playoffs. So be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But again, for the eighth time, holy shit, that Eastern Conference playoff bracket is going to be fun to watch. See how that plays out is going to be incredible. I want Columbus to make the playoffs so badly. <laughs> I know what you do. Just so I, I can hear, but that was about to rock. Fire. We salute you. I love watching Columbus games on TV. They're so funny. <laughs> the great state of Ohio never disappoints. Nolan, yes. Should we look at the Western Conference? I guess there's more to discuss here, so this has a little bit more to chew. I know. Um, the Central Division. You see the Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues, and Minnesota Wild as the teams that would be representing the Central Division. In the Pacific, it is currently the Flames, the Kings, and the Vegas Golden Knights. The two wild card teams, if the playoffs started today, would be your favorite team, the Dallas Stars and the Nashville Predators. The Oilers are two points out. The Ducks are three points out. The Canucks are four points out. Now, I was going to leave it there uh, just because, you know, I think four is a fair number. Um, but the next team that is on the outside looking in would be the Jets. Um, and they are like eight points out. Yeah. Uh, of the playoffs so i was gonna like i said i was gonna stop within two games but the jets are the next up they're canadian and they're just kind of fun to make fun of so they're a bunch of nerds yeah bunch of nerds, bunch yeah, of nerds. Just, so that is why i included the jets in my close two predictions so or not predictions close to standings report so again currently playoff start today from the western conference it would be the avalanche the blues the wild the flames the kings the knights the stars and the predators God, I really hope the Oilers make the playoffs because this is uh, the worst part is Dallas and Nashville are playing tonight. So like the optimistic point of view of this game is, you okay, so Dallas is leading one nothing. You want Dallas to be winning because that means that Nashville will get zero points and then the Oilers could possibly move up tomorrow. But they have to be Washington. So hopefully that happens. But well, Washington's coming off a of back-to-back because they played tonight in Calgary. So, oh god, and how how's that game looking right now? Let's take a quick look, shall we? This is some great radio right now. Oh, Calgary's leading one nothing. Who'd have thunk? Uh, which is funny because they're they're on a they're on a back-to-back. back-to-back right? too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, just sick. Shout, shout out Flames fan Kyle. He's at this Capitals game tonight. Yeah, freaking guy. No, we love we we love Flames fan Kyle. Uh, I mean, if in fact we do see a situation where the Edmonton Oilers move into one of the wild card positions, we could see a Battle of Alberta first round. 
Oh my God. I, my heart, my friendships and my blood pressure could not take that. Believe it or not, I actually trust the Oilers in the Battle of Alberta first round. I can't believe I'm saying that after the fucking sins I've just cleansed myself of. But <laughs> what this is, this is called playing tricks with my heart with Nolan. God, I I need to go to a therapist. Uh, <laughs> Who needs therapy when you can just yell through a screen at your friend? It's so it's so cathartic. Cathartic. I love it. Um, okay. I agree with you that I I I agree with you and I I I'm telling myself I agree with you that the that the <laughs> that, that the Oilers are gonna make the playoffs, but fuck am I nervous? It's it's way too close. And the 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 good part and I know that we're going back to an Oilers discussion. I'm sorry guys, but uh It's an Oilers podcast. It is an Oilers want? podcast. What do you want to, from me? To, to be fair, to be fair, we are an Oilers podcast. Um the nice part is the Oilers play a bunch of dog shit this week. Or well, come, like shit. sorry, not this week, but like coming up. Like <laughs> I Oh, because it's not this week because this week is gross. Yeah, this this week's it's a bit of a tough hang. Uh but so okay, so they play Washington Tampa this week. <laughs> Not ideal. But follow that up with Detroit, Buffalo, and Jersey. If they <laughs> If you go 0 and 3 that week, I'm fucking done. <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm burning the jersey in the backyard. Because so to close out this season, so just to 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 look at this in a in a in a wide view lens. You've got Washington, Tampa. Then you've got a week with Detroit, Buffalo, the Devils. Then after that, you got Colorado, Oof Maron, uh, Dallas could be a win. Uh, San Jose, back to Calgary in Edmonton. No, I'm just kidding. It's in Calgary. Uh, then you get Arizona, LA, and then what do we got to close out April? Oh wow! Oh, I for I forgot that. The April goes until like the very end because of the delayed start. Uh, then you got St. Louis, Anaheim, San Jose, L.A., Colorado, Minnesota. Yikes! Nashville, who will hopefully be out of a playoff position at that point. Vegas, Dallas, Colorado, Columbus, Pittsburgh, and then you close off with the double whammy of the toilet bowls in San Jose and Vancouver. So. Schedule pretty favorable, like you pl- play pl- playing a bunch of poop in there, but you're also playing like some of the best teams in the league. Those Colorado games scare the ever loving shit out of me. But if you can beat the wheels off of some of these bad teams, then maybe that will be like a nice exhibition game for you to take on Colorado. Who knows? Who knows? And a nice measuring stick game. Yes. And just as long as no one gets hurt, players wise, for our guys, I'm happy with whatever happens beat the teams you're supposed to beat beat the medium teams and if you lose to the really good teams it is what it is but that's what you gotta do steal a couple of those great i'm actually quite excited for that game against the lightning this week yeah so am i like that that could be at home nice revenge game should start skinner just to be like sick this is unreal you're starting tonight skinner anyways uh okay uh, Miles, are we going to talk about uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl leading, or leading the league in points? 
Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk? Do you do you want to talk statistics? Because I included statistics because I figured if we were going to do a playoff start right now, we should do like an award start right now too. Not so much an awards, but like statistical awards. Yeah. Um, because I think that's some more of the uh, qualitative or quantitative stuff. I guess quantitative because qualitative would be numbers. Um, should be left until the end of the season, and we can speculate on that a little bit further down the road. Um, so that being said, Nolan McDavid and Drysidle would be tied for the Art Ross this year uh, as the top scorer in the NHL with 79 points. They are two up on Jonathan Hubardo, who sits third. Uh, Matthews would be winning the Richard. He had a goal last night, which makes him the first player in the National to hit 40 on the year. He's two up on second place, which is Leon Drysidle. Quick Maths has 38. Kale McCarr is leading D-men in points. He's got 63. Roman Yossi would be next at 59, and Victor Hedman would be uh, third at 56. In the world of the rookies, previously mentioned Michael Bunting, who has 45 points, leads rookies in scoring. Bullshit rookie. Bullshit rookie. He's another... Man, I wanted to make a joke, but he's the same age as me, so if I call him old, I'm calling myself old. Oh, whatever. We're all old. We're all old. We're all old. So the ancient Michael Bunting leading the rookies. In points at 45, next up would be Detroit's uh, little legend, Lucas Raymond, who's got 43, and Trevor Zegris right behind them at 42 for 1-2-3 in rookie scoring. Igor Shosturkin is leading goalies in goals against average with a 1.93, which is quite yucky. He's also leading in save percentage at a .942, which is very yucky. Jacob Markstrom leads the NHL in shutouts at a quite remarkable eight. I think second place is five. So, um, yeah, he's been confirmed dirty this year. And okay. Shesterkin is like in Vesna, Hart. Oh, all that he sort should of be winning the Vesna. Right I think actually, I, I honestly, I actually think he should win the Hart. To be completely honest, oh, I, I think if, he should be the he should be the Hart winner. It's uh, def- definitely a discussion, but I think he should be in there for sure. Okay, so a couple points I wanted to make. First and foremost, I found something the other day that was jarring, and we were talking about age, okay? I'm going to give you the age of somebody. And then former Oiler, okay? So let's just put it that. I'm going to give you the age, and then you tell me who it is, okay? Okay. October 6th, 1993. will be 29 years old in October. Like current oiler, former oiler, either or. Lots. Well, like fine, fine. Let, let's go. Let's let's go. Former oiler then. Former oiler. Okay, so they do these on TikTok. Um, am I allowed to ask like eight questions to get it a little bit closer? Because it, like, okay, we'll go. I'll give you. I will. Is give it you, Riley Sheehan? No. <laughs> I will give you five questions. Okay, when did he last play for the Oilers? 2016. What team's he on now? Not on an NHL team. Oh my god. Um, is it that Russian guy? Shlepashev? Nope. Is it Anton Lander? Nope. Is it What position did he play? He's Is a it winger. Richard Bachman? No. He's a winger? I'm never going to get it, am I? You're about to fucking blow your mind. 
Who is it? Now Yakupov. Oh my god, that's so easy. Yakupov is going to be 29 in October. If I just turned my brain on for a millisecond, I would have figured that out. That's embarrassing. 29. Wow. Nile. That's he's so old. <laughs> yeah, he's he's nearly 30. Dude, he's a year older than me. That's that's so sad. Like, Jeez. fuck, man. I was watching old uh, Yakupov highlights the other night, like, because I was just sad. Because um, <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah. Uh, okay, so my my other two points I wanted to make. Uh, Matthew's got a hat trick tonight, so he's up to 43 goals. Um, and, and none of those were, through, were, were empty net goals. Uh, Kale McCarr, 63 points, 20 goals. <laughs> Psychopath crazy insane in the membrane uh yeah that, that those were those were probably the three points i wanted to make but that yakupov one i i saw i saw that the other day and i'm like i have to i have to quiz miles on this one yeah uh, i i'm in, i'm a little embarrassed i hope those those of you following along at home were not like just screaming immediately as yakupov but again like if you do a little bit of deduction i'm sure you could have figured that one but out also if you think about it it's like the last time we saw yakupov he was like 23 years old <laughs> like that's so sad he's been he's been in mother mother russia for a while now hey i mean hey there's no khl right now now <laughs> come on come on back now you hear it can, actually it can, don't it can be your redemption story <laughs> redemption story um nolan did you have any other hockey talk or can we move into a new fun part of the pod that we're we're workshopping <laughs> let's move into this fun, this fun part of the pod Great. I'm excited. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I think you're going to have a lot of fun too. So last episode, we got a lot of positive feedback on the discussion about old people and social media and the use of ellipses. Um, it's become a little bit of a topic of discussion with a few of our, our listeners and a few of our friends. So we've decided uh, off of off of a suggestion from our friend Jay, second shout out of the, of the episode to Jay, shout out Jay, um, that Miles should do a rant every every episode because if you know me personally, there's one thing I love to do and it's complain about trivial things. So at this point in time, I've decided uh, to to talk about things that really get my goat. So we've called this segment "What's Got Miles's Goat," and uh, if you're wondering what that means, uh, Merriam-Webster defines that as something that is upsetting or irritating to someone. So today's topic, Nolan is birds. They freak me out in general, but a bigger question is why do people have them as pets? I've always wondered this because I always find, I find bird people very, very odd. Okay. I'm glad you said that because uh, one of the things that I plan on doing is paint because I'm because I have a marketing degree is I'm going to give you like a customer profile of a bird person. So before we get any further i want to apologize to anybody that's been listening Noel and i were talking pod numbers the other day and we've, we've picked up a few people um so i apologize if you're listening to this and you're like i'm a new listener and i have birds i feel attacked but also at the same time like there's give obviously you, exceptions give your right there's all, i'm just kidding all, i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's got to be a few people with birds that are like pretty cool but like i haven't met them is all i'm saying do you feel me <sighs> uh yeah yeah okay. I, I do i I, so, I yeah 
I think we need to talk about birds in general because I, I need to preface this by saying I'm not one of those people that think birds are fake. I very much think birds are real. They're not like a government drone. Have you seen that conspiracy no. theory? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't follow like the fucking QAnon 4chan. Thank you very much, okay. Miles. No, but I just want to clear that up first and foremost <laughs> that I do not believe that. I do believe that birds are a scientific animal, but I don't like the science that goes into them. So I've got some bird facts that I'm going to riff off of here. Feel free to interject whenever you do or whenever you have opinion. Um, okay. Why do we trust something that is a direct descendant of dinosaurs? Like the dinosaurs all died. So something pretty rank happened, either a meteor or an ice age or whatever it was. Why are we just like letting these things keep running around, keep walking around? Um, when they didn't die for a reason, they're obviously powerful, dangerous creatures that we should not be so quick to, to associate with. Um, crows, ravens, pigeons are all believed to recognize people's faces. That's mad fucked up because like, if we look at a brain as like a central processing unit, like on a computer, their brains are like the size of a pistachio and they're putting out enough Ram that they can remember individual people's faces. That is, that's dangerous. That is, that is high octane. And that makes me nervous. Parrots, Nolan can talk question mark. What other animals can talk? None, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, these things, their brain, the, the term bird brain gets used a lot because it's small. Uh, they're smart. They're smarter than they're letting on. I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to communicate with each other. Obviously, they communicate with each other. That's how they sing. That's how they talk. That's how they tweet, whatever. Um, but like they're planning something. Like, you know how people are always like, oh, dolphins are so smart. And if they ever grew legs, they'd come on land and like kill us. Like birds are just coming up with something and then there's going to be a revolt. There's more chickens in the world than there are people. So if they ever, ever figure out how to rock, how, how to roll, they're coming for us. And I'm terrified to, to live in that world. Uh, on that note, Nolan, chickens and ostriches are believed to be the closest living relatives to a T-Rex. How do we know they won't evolve back? How do we know they won't hit a trend cycle and get all huge? We don't know that. And it's something that I don't think the military is preparing for enough. California condors, the Bakersfield <laughs> condors, have such a big wingspan that they sometimes get mistaken for small planes on radar. Are Is a you... condor real? Uh, yeah, a condor is real. Did you not see when the one got loose in the rink? I thought a condor was like a fucking like mythical like gargoyle. Oh no, Nolan, their wingspan is so large, they get mistaken for small airplanes. Were you not <laughs> listening to the facts? I did listen to the fact. I'm just very shocked Dude, by that. Dude, that's nuts. <laughs> were, were you ever like around Wascana Lake and they're like, don't get too close to the geese because their wings are really strong and like they could break your arm if they decide to attack you. Dude, imagine, what a, dude imagine what a condor would do to you. A small fucking airplane. Do you, do you ever do you ever watch those do you ever watch those videos of like eagles like killing deer? No, I don't watch that, Nolan, because <laughs> birds are weird. They're so strong. They're scary, man. Like, what are they up to? Uh, okay, so I, I've, I've 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 a few questions. I don't know if you. If I have you, if one you... more. Okay, yes, I I was waiting for that. Okay. General features about birds that I do not trust. A, weird little feet. Have you ever looked at birds' feet? 
not cool not just they just look they look like a texture that would make you go like like the top like the top blanket at a hotel like the decorative blanket at a hotel as soon as it touches your skin you're like not for me uh so bird's feet number a uh number b the way they move their necks have you ever just seen a bird kind of like oh it's it's horrifying should not be able to do that it should not be able to contort that way why is nothing cracking don't get it don't like it don't want to know uh, point number C, hollow bones so that they're more aerodynamic. Um, I don't know if that's like something to do with evolution or just another tactic in the bird person war that is incoming. Point number C, or point number D, beaks and talons. They're like really strong and hooked and like like you said, can rip the flesh off of a deer. That's very intimidating because you can't even fight them. They'll just swoop in and scrap you. Don't like that at all. Point number E, their eyes in general. Soulless black marbles that contain secrets of the universe because of how old they are. Don't like the bird's eyes. Freak me out. Um, and lastly, the way they just kind of hop around when they're on the ground. Like have you like how they just kind of when they're not flying, they just kind of hop, like really yeah. cocky. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey's a good way to put it. Or like when they're like down like when their wing is injured and they're like flapping around all all freaky. That's the only time they're vulnerable. Yeah. Pretty um, pretty scary shit. Pretty scary shit, man. They're up to something. So birds in general, um, freak me out. Shout out to Joseph. The term got coined a few years ago, and I've been I've been rocking with it. I've been rolling with it. Feathery sky trash <laughs> is what birds should be known as. Okay. So, uh, maybe this can be a bit where you just, where you just rant and then I just, I just, I, I come up with questions based around what you were talking about. Cause I, 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 I wrote, I wrote, I wrote some stuff down here. Um, first and foremost, uh, as a, uh, as, as somebody that has very good knowledge of it, do you want to hear something really fucked up about mice and rats? No. Well, I'm gonna tell you anyways. They make um, me uneasy. So <laughs> like, so uh, I so, hate animals. Um, so a mouse can get through a gap that's as big as your pinky and a rat can get through a gap that's as big as your index finger. And the reason being is because their bodies are almost exclusively made of cartilage. So they can like squeeze through just like just about anything. Fuck. I hate that. Yeah. It's really gross. Uh, So that's about the only good thing that birds do is kill them. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, Birds first, are moving up the power rankings. First and foremost, Miles, I need to ask about the, about the uh, feet comment. Do you eat chicken feet? Because that's a Absolutely common, not. That's a common uh, uh, culinary dish is chicken feet. No, sir. This this basic bro eats chicken breast, and that's it. Dude, same. I'm on that good chicken. I'm on, the, I'm on that chicken breast cleanse right now. Uh, uh, secondly, uh, th- uh, thoughts on owls. Owls, um, freak me out as well. Why do you only come out at night? Have you seen that video of the guy that tries to get the owl out of his house? Or uh, yeah, out of his house. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I'm gonna send but you I, that video later. Growing up in rural Saskatchewan, I remember like every year in elementary school there would be like a info session on burrowing owls, and they'd bring one in, and it's like, dude, there's like nine of these in the fucking world. Why are you bringing one into a school so that a bunch of sticky fingered kids can like gawk at it and try and touch it? uh miles let, if this I, dude, let this little dude live his life if i if i if i send you this video it's like it's not long at all can you just like can you just like watch it on the pod 
Yeah, I can for sure. There is one important thing that I forgot to say. I was going to lead off this discussion with this. Um, there is uh, one bird that I like. Is is it a duck? It would be a duck, specifically the breed of a mallard. Oh yes, the, yeah, of course. For the most part, other other animals, other <laughs> other birds are are out. I'm sorry, it's a no from me. Okay, so an owl gets. Oh my fuck! Oh! <laughs> Holy shit! That's hell. Picking it up on the Swiffer, bold. <laughs> Open the fucking window, man. <laughs> How did it get in through the window? Obviously. His eyes are... <laughs> oh, horrifying. Well, our Zoom crashed, but as far as I know, Miles really enjoyed the video. Here's his reaction. Funny video, hey? Funny video, but like scary, man. Yeah. I would I would, I would, would shit my pants and move if uh, I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll rattle through a couple of these last questions because we are, we are approaching nearly an hour and 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so with your comment about birds being descendants of dinosaurs, uh, how, what, what are, what are your thoughts on lizards? Um, man, like lizards are kind of weird too, but like, yeah, I don't like lizards either. Don't okay. like lizards either. Okay. So confirmed fuck lizards from Miles Fuchs. <laughs> um, now when crows identify faces, does that mean that crows are the original face ID? <laughs> um yes steve jobs actually got no biometrics uh just came straight from birds yeah for excellent. sure okay. you're correct okay. yeah excellent i I'm, I'm glad to hear this um you uh you're you're not very happy that that birds can speak so miles uh did a bird beat you in a spelling bee <laughs> i mean i've watched <laughs> i've watched you type some words before miles <laughs> Um, no, a bird did not beat me in a spelling bee, but I, boy, howdy, do I have an attacked by a bird story for you, but okay, I do I, not have time on the pod to tell that one. That'll okay. have to be another time, but yes, I got attacked by a bird. And, and, and finally, uh, the, the final bird question, how freaky are peacocks? <laughs> peacocks are hella freaky. Dude, they're peacocks just like, might be the only, they might be the only bird I like. What? They're yeah, so scary. But no, dude, they're they're uh, dude. All that color, all that color, it's so terrifying. If the if the kings of Europe could use peacock feathers for their tapestries and for their woven blankets, they're good enough for me. Peacocks are cool. Shout peacocks, out to peacocks make me think of that freaking dinosaur from like Jurassic Park that like has the little. <sighs> like all around its head uh, you've probably haven't seen jurassic park so i, don't know I have seen jurassic park actually oh you have holy shit yes. okay yes yes surprising that that's what that's what that's what peacocks remind me of um i can't hear the word peacock in casual conversation without thinking of the Katy perry song uh i, I want to see your peacock i can't i can't think of it without thinking of like the term peacocking peacock. that's 
looked and you, so and you, sick. And you, and you know how I learned about the term pe- the the term peacocking miles? Like Johnny Bravo? No, from the hit. I think it's 2009, maybe 2010 film. 17 again. Nice. Oh yeah, that's a, yeah, that's classic. What that a, a flick. Movie. What a what flick. What a flick. Um speaking of peacocking, Nolan um, three items that I think every bird owner has. One, Cookie Monster pajama pants. Two, a late 90s Chevrolet Cavalier. Three, a really good story where they berated an essential employee in a big box store like Walmart during the pandemic. Well, uh, to... To discuss your first point, or to discuss your 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 first option there, um, I was the proud owner of a Cookie Monster belt buckle at one point, so I will not hear any of my I Cookie Monster pa- Cookie Monster merchandise slandered on this show, sir. Oh my god! I'm just kidding. That's yeah. yes. Th- these are these are a few of my cringy <laughs> things. Did you hear about when I got called a douchebag by a grown man in <laughs> a, a Cookie Monster Dude, flat brim hat was it, a red light? Was it me <laughs> it might have been man <laughs> cookie monster flat brim hat he's like mid 40s rolls down his window douchebag and then drives away last summer that was a hit to the ego for sure it really made me think about some some things had a long moment of reflection at that red light how much pop country did you listen to after that yeah um i listened to reflection by florida georgia line like 18 times dude Hell yeah. <laughs> Think, just thinking about life, hitting a back road. Well, Miles, speaking of hitting a back road. Time to wrap up the episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I, we would be remiss, Nolan, if we did not mention the fact that we are recording on Tuesday, March 8th, which is International Women's Day. I Shout out pull- women. <laughs> Yes. Um, had a little post on our Instagram story today, just thanking all of the women in our lives. Nolan and I are quite blessed to have uh, some some pretty spectacular ladies around us that are supportive and caring and kind and strong and excellent leaders and just good, solid people to have around. So we're very blessed in that regard. We appreciate it immensely. And it's always important to remember and recognize that uh, International Women's Day is about celebrating women. Uh, but also recognizing that there's a long way to go in terms Absolutely. of gender equality and that it's very important to have discussions like this and to be good allies for the women in your life to stand up for just your your fellow citizen, your fellow community members and make sure that you're not being a, an asshole and being supportive of women and, and making sure that we make strives as a society to better everybody's lives so it's important that we do that 365 days of a year uh 365 days of the year not one day a year silence is complacency my friends so make sure you speak up and make sure you show your support favorite Um, female athlete of all time sports podcast might as well talk about it i do love Haley wickenheiser but that's too. I think that's too on the nose. I don't want to say Serena Williams because that's that's very on the nose too. Um, tell me yours, and then and then I'll give you one. I would probably say like Katrina Lemaydon, the okay. Canadian speed skater. I remember being a kid and watching the Olympics and just seeing her rip and like thinking that that was so cool and she was so like 
winning gold medals and stuff. And I, I just remember she was like one of the first, not just female athletes, but athletes in general that I like looked forward to watching in the Olympics. And like every four years, I was stoked to get to see her compete. Um, you know what? I, I, th- I think because she's now, uh, because she's now on TNT too, I, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Candace Parker just rules. Like she's been, she's been like a, like a model of consistency has, has just been awesome for like 15 years. So, um, Candace Parker rules, man. Like that's, that's all. Awesome. Or she's, she's incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, Especially across Canada too, there's so many different great female athletes you could go to. You could go to, like I said, Haley Wickenheiser. You could go to Marie Philippoulin. You could go to Penny Alexiak. Christine Sinclair. Christine Sinclair, absolutely. Like, there's so much to choose from. So, just gotta make sure we keep on championing these these women. And uh, yeah, you said it correctly, man. Like, you just gotta continue celebrating women and 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 continuing to to make strides to um just be more just tr- try to enforce more equality and uh yeah i i'm really terrible at speaking about these things but um it like i said you said it you said it perfectly thanks man you're I'm happy welcome. i'm happy to to be that guy on the pod for be that person on the pod for us to uh get our message out there and, and speak on behalf of us for some of those social issues. We like to do it, like to stick to sports, but also like to recognize what's going on in the world. So a lot of things are going on in the world right now that are kind of goofy, um, kind of weird, kind of unprecedented. But the one thing that is consistent is that the Oilers have games this week. As we mentioned tomorrow night, they play the Washington Capitals Saturday night. They play Tampa Bay lightning. Nolan, I'm saying one and one. Hmm. He thinks. Me thinks. It's the one and one. We've got two and zero oh from Nerland Sherman. God damn it! He's back on the he's back on the horse. Guy rants for forty five minutes until he's blue in the face, and then hits us with a two and zero oh week. Hope you're right. I'm Would back. like to see you be right. I'm back on the booze again. I want to rub kidding. it in Tanner for Moose Jaw and. What's that? I said I'm back on the booze again. He's back on the booze again. I want to rub it in Tanner from Moose Jaw's face and my buddy Ben's face. Um, so I really hope that they that they beat the Capitals and then that Tampa win would be sweet. But we'll see what happens. Nolan, is there anything be- else you want to say? Please don't break my heart this week. They're working on the power play today, which which is good because Jesus Christ, that thing cannot get any worse than it is right now. So, yeah, two for twenty in the last five games. Yeah, you don't like to see that, but you do like to see another episode of One for One come to a close. It's been a fun hour and forty five ish minutes. Hope that you enjoyed it as well. We look forward to talking to you next week. And Nolan, yes. as always, go Oilers, go. Oh, it's got